Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. Another edition coming at you today on this lovely Wednesday or whatever day you decide to listen to this. Sam Thillman joining me as usual. And obviously our lead story today, Sam, on this Wednesday is Philip Rivers retiring after 17 seasons in the NFL. Uh, 16 of those spent with the San Diego slash LA Chargers and last season spent with the Indianapolis Colts. Um... There's going to be you know, a lot of discussion about Phillips' career and Hall of Fame and whatnot, but I wanted to get your uh, you know, first thought when you saw that scroll across your phone this morning that a guy who you didn't necessarily like coming to Indianapolis retiring from the NFL today. Uh, good for the Colts. Uh, I think I think Philip Rivers has had a good career. Whether or not it's Hall of Fame, it's for the people, the Hall of Fame voters to decide. It's not really my place to decide if he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I didn't like him for the Colts, but he had, a once again, a great career. You can't deny that. Made it 17 seasons. I believe he's going to be coaching high school quarterback that, or coaching high school football. It's what he wanted to do like his father did um, in, in Georgia, I believe. So good for him. He got to retire on his own terms, and hopefully he can he can have some success down in Georgia. Yeah, definitely. So 17 years for number 17. Um, something that I saw this morning, Sam, and, and I knew this debate was going to come about eventually, but I thought they could, could at least give Phillip his day to just enjoy retirement. But no, ESPN NFL on Instagram already put up a poll. Is Philip Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? And obviously that debate is going to come for years to come. And, and in five years, he'll be eligible to be um, uh, selected into the Hall of Fame. Is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? I don't know. I think that's a discussion for a different day. But, I mean, when you look at what he's done, uh, and this is a stat that stood out to me, he ends his career holding the record for second most consecutive starts at 240. Uh, and this streak was active when he retired uh, today. Brett Favre is at number one at 297. And that's pretty impressive for a guy like him. You know, some of those uh, seasons with the Chargers where they were just terrible. They could have benched him to avoid injury. But, no, he started 240 consecutive games, which is absolutely an amazing accomplishment for any NFL player. I mean, you see, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes sat out week 17. You see quarterbacks and different players sitting out all the time, whether it's a little injury here, a little injury there. But Rivers was able to do it 240 straight times. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't hate him for being dependable. That's one thing you can count on. Each week, he'll be there to suit up. Whether or not he'll come out that week actually doing well or not is a different story. But you can at least put pencil in Philip Rivers each week during his career that he will be starting. It's like the Tom Brady. You know each week besides the torn ACL that Tom Brady had, he's going to be playing. So credit to Philip Rivers for being able to play 240 consecutive games. It's definitely one heck of an accomplishment. But, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully the Colts can move on here, move to bigger and better things. So now the Colts are basically back where they were last offseason. Who will the quarterback be to start next year? Um, the Colts have spent the last few seasons with this um, in mind and in this decision to answer and this question to, to answer. Um, Jacob Eason is currently the only quarterback under contract by the Colts right now. Brissett is a free agent. Obviously, Phillip just retired. So he's the only one on the roster. The Colts have uh, the you know one of the top cap, uh, cap spaces available in the league this offseason. They have the tools necessary to get a starting quarterback in a high caliber starting quarterback 
Will, will that be at number 21 in the draft or will it be in free agency um, is obviously going to be up for discussion. Sam, what's your take on should the Colts wait to the draft? Should they get somebody uh, maybe a little bit more experienced veteran in free agency? Uh, I've said it from I said it today. I've said it for a while. I think Matt Ryan would be a solid quarterback option. I'm not saying 10 years he's going to be the franchise guy, but he could be a bridge guy because I don't know if truly based off practice film Jacob Eason is the guy because again, game is different than practice. It's a whole different ball game when you suit up on Monday Night Football and you have to play under the, the prime time spotlight that the Colts get like once a, once a year, whatever the case is. So who who will the quarterback be? I don't know. Right now it looks like to be Jacob Eason, but I want Chris Bauer to make the moves that he hasn't really wanted to make to make the move to get your franchise guy because we saw what uh, spending $25 million on Philip Rivers did. It didn't do a whole lot. So I want him to make that big trade to get Matt Ryan because I think that's what will take the Colts to the next level. Yeah, I think there's um, literally um, a, a lot of different options for the Colts in free agency. I mean, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, uh, Carson Wentz is out there. There's a lot of different options that the Colts are going to have. Do they want to take somebody at number 21 in the draft? Can they get a quarterback at number 21 in the draft and a starting quarterback at that? I, I like I like Matt Ryan. Um, I've always been a Matt Ryan fan. And I think him uh, coming to Indy would be a good fit because it's similar to the offense um, or at least the, the players of, in offense that he had in, in Atlanta. I mean, he had Julio Jones in Atlanta, right? And you get T.Y. Hilton and, and Michael Pittman here. Um, along with an offensive line, a reliable offensive line, which is something that, that the Falcons have struggled with over the past couple of seasons, and a really good defense who everyone knows the Falcons' defense and its ability to blow leads in games. So I think that that would be a good fit. Um, now, where I think what I think is going to happen, I mean, there's a big difference, Sam, obviously, in what mm-hmm. we want to happen and what we think will yeah. happen. What I think will happen is I think we'll end up with like Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. uh, just because of Frank Reich's relationship with him. He coached him at the Eagles. He's always talked high on Carson Wentz, and that would not be a bad thing to bring him in, especially you know if Frank Reich knows who he is as a player. It would be impl- easy to implement him in kind of a plug-and-play type of system. So I wouldn't mind seeing that either. Um, and, and you know, running Eason as a backup quarterback, I think that would be a good fit. I think you've got to let uh, Jacoby Brissett go. I know you've always spoken highly of him and his character and everything he brings to the team, but I think it's just time to let him go, part ways with him, let him try to get a starting quarterback job somewhere in the league because I still think he could do that. Um, with the right team. So I don't know what the Colts will do, but I think it's going to end up either. I think it's either going to be Carson Wentz or they're taking somebody in the draft. Yeah, it could be either way. Again, you mentioned the relationship between uh, Carson Wentz and um, uh, Frank Wright. That's definitely one factor you can go for. You, you, the, the Colts seem to be rumored with everybody in their mom at this point. That's what it seems like from everybody from um, – Andy Dalton to Matthew Stafford. It just seems like everybody, because of the cap space situation where we just have loads of buckets of money apparently this offseason, we can go uh, any any route essentially. And I think that that brings um, like me hope. Hopefully we can find the right quarterback, even if it's not a guy who we want like a um, 
Fitzmagic or Andy Dalton, but as long as they get the job done at the end of the day, that's what matters because the situation's good. You, again, you mentioned the good offensive line, a great defense on the back end as long as we can um, bring back the guys we have at free agents. Um, the situation is good, so any quarterback should want to play for us. Yeah, it should be good. I think, um, you know, in, in Indy, is it going to be an attractive place to come, I think, you know, with, with the pieces in place? I just saw this scrolled across this stat, Sam. Phillip Rivers threw for 4,169 yards this season. That is the second most in NFL history in a player's final season in the league. I'll give you one guess on who that other quarterback is who threw for more yards. He threw for 5,000 or 4,593 yards in 2018. Uh, wait, who? 2018 was his last year in the league, and he threw for that many yards. Oh, it's not it's not Brett Favre because he retired a long time yeah, ago. That's definitely the first not. name that came to mind. Um, uh, he retired right before the season started. Oh, Andrew Luck. Yep, Andrew Luck is the only other player in NFL history to throw for more yards than Phillip Rivers in his final season. Um, kind of, uh, you know, kind of a funny stat there. Uh, you know that that Luck obviously retiring in, in 2018, right before the season started. So, yeah, I think it'll be good. I think, um, you know, this quarterback journey I think is going to to be interesting to, to follow for the Colts, and we're definitely going to follow it um, because it'll be changing every single day. There'll be you know new contenders and, and whatnot, but I, I think you, you got to trust Chris Boward and Frank Reich, and I think Chris Boward will bring in the right guy. He he seems to have brought in the right guy over the past couple of seasons, and, and guys that uh, that have been very very useful to the Colts. Sam, last week you went one and one in your picks. I went uh, two and zero. Oh. I had the Packers to cover and the Browns to cover. You had the Saints to cover. They did not in the Bills to cover against the Ravens. What were your reactions from divisional round weekend in the NFL um, with with the four teams advancing to the conference championship? That being the Chiefs, Bills, Buccaneers, and Packers. I mean, it was just a great week of football. I thought the Saints didn't put up as much of a fight against the Bucks. That I think, considering it's it's Drew Brees's, I think everybody like has in mind that it's his last season. So to see the way he went out, that team went out was just a little disappointing. I thought the Bills' defense really stood out to me against the Ravens' offense. They really contained Lamar Jackson and uh, Tyler Huntley once he came in for the few snaps he came in. I think the the Bills defense won that game for him. Josh Allen didn't necessarily have his best performance, but he did get the job done at the end of the day. They're in the conference championship against the the Chiefs, which is a different animal altogether. And shout out to um, Chad Henney for being able to get it done uh, this past week. Yeah, it was a fun weekend to watch. I really thought the Browns were going to win that game for a little bit. I wanted the Browns to win. I thought that would have been really cool. Uh, to see Browns-Bills for the AFC title game. I think the Bills this weekend have the best shot of any team to make it to the Super Bowl um, and, and win their game against the Chiefs. Yeah, I think so. I think it all comes down to, I think it was Saturday that they would say if Mahomes would be playing or not. The Bills definitely have a great shot. We saw their defense in action really step up this past week. If, the, if Leslie Frazier can can just uh, concoct some sort of scheme against Patrick Mahomes or even if Chad Henney has to step up, I think they have a really good shot to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I heard this thing, I can't remember if it, what uh, TV show, uh, NFL show it was on, but they were talking about how the Bills 
who, you know, everything from here on out for the Bills is, you know, kind of gravy. They got their first playoff win since 1996, and they got that weight off their shoulder. Uh, they did that against the Colts, and then you went into uh, uh, you went in the divisional round against the Ravens, and now you're kind of rolling. So I, I think the Bills, you know, the Bills, um, you know, they don't have as much pressure as the Chiefs do. Chiefs trying to get back to their second consecutive Super Bowl and repeat. Um, so... I think that that this game kind of plays into the Bills' favor a little bit. Yes, it is in Kansas City, and home field advantage will actually be a thing because they will have about 16,000 fans there. So, yeah, that plays into the Chiefs' advantage. But the Bills, I think, are rolling right now. I think Josh Allen, who you know had that stigma of can't win a playoff game, can't win a big game, he's got that off of his shoulders, and I think the Bills are rolling. Josh Allen's having a lot of fun playing football. Uh, I've seen quite a bit of interviews with him this year that have just, you know, kind of led me to believe that that he can can lead this team to a Super Bowl, um, if not this year, definitely in the near future. Um, and then one one quick shout out, get uh, Matt Lafleur doesn't give enough credit for the job he's done with the Packers. I mean, two straight thirteen and three seasons, two straight uh, conference championship appearances. Like, if he gets this Super Bowl uh, appearance, he gets it done this week. That's that's one heck of a start to an NFL career. Not to mention Aaron Rodgers is just playing out of his mind. I think everybody's calling him the MVP at this point. So I'll say as well, he's the MVP. I think I think people don't give enough credit to what Matt Lafleur done has done, changing that team from kind of Mike McCarthy to his system, and he's really shown what he can do. Yeah, uh, he definitely has, and, and great that you brought that up because him him and Aaron Rodgers. I mean. Just think if that would have been, you know, if, if they would have gotten together eight years ago, I think this would we would be talking about a Packers dynasty. I mean, what he's been able to do in Green Bay has been absolutely amazing, um, especially with Aaron Rodgers. And I think we all learned this season, don't piss Aaron Rodgers off. Don't draft a quarterback in the first round um, because you pissed Aaron Rodgers off and now uh, he's got you one win away from the maybe Super Bowl. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah maybe it is. Um I think Aaron. I think the Packers get to the Super Bowl this weekend. I think they really do. I like them a lot. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is kind of like Josh Allen, like I just mentioned. He's having fun playing football. This whole team is having fun. Is their defense gonna be a little questionable uh, against the Buccaneers? Yeah, it is, and it is Tom Brady in the playoffs after all. So, yeah, that that does worry me a little bit. But the Packers at home in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers' first NFC Championship game, I think, is going to be a little too much for the Buccaneers this weekend. I hope so because, let's be honest, I think everybody's tired of Tom Brady being in the Super Bowl at this point. He's got enough rings. He's got six. Uh, I think he's been there in a total of nine times so far. I think his record's six and three, if I'm not um, wrong on that. But, yeah, I think it would be fun to see Aaron Rodgers, what he does in his second Super Bowl. I think that would be super fun to watch, whether it's against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes back-to-back Super Bowl appearances or whether it's against the Young Gun and Josh Allen. I think either way, it would be a fun Super Bowl to watch if the Packers were in it. Aaron Rodgers, I think, definitely deserves it with the season he's had and the the number he's put up with basically Devontae Adams and the equipment staff as his wide receivers this season. I think I think it's definitely a Super Bowl I want to see. So yeah, hopefully the Packers can get it done. Yeah, I, I hope so too. Um, and and I, I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league this year. Um, I saw this tweet the other day, Sam. It said. Um, 
you know, now that, that Tom Brady is in Tampa Bay, I'm kind of actually rooting for him. And this was from a Colts fan. I'm kind of actually rooting for him to get to a Super Bowl. It's kind of different that he's not New England. I said, no, 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 no. It's the same. I don't want Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again. Like you said, he's got enough rings. Let somebody else have a turn, Tom. And I think this this quarterback duo on Sunday is going to be going to be fun to watch with Brady and Rodgers. Uh, we were going to get one anyways. Is it going to be uh, Breeze and Rodgers or Brady and Rodgers? Um, and you know, you kind of have that older quarterback on the NFL side, and then on the on the AFC side, you have the new and up and coming quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. So I think that that's going to be fun to watch these quarterbacks this weekend. Um, and you know, the Chiefs already, you know, Patrick Mahomes already been in the AFC Championship game three times, helps him out a lot. I think the AFC Championship game is is going to be the game of the weekend this week. I I think so. I also I also think it's crazy how if it's true that Drew Brees is going to be retiring like everybody says it is, how different the NFL will be. Philip Rivers just retired. He he's going to retire. Maybe Taysom Hill will be the starting quarterback for the um the Saints moving forward. We don't know where all the free agent quarterbacks are going to go. James, Stack Prescott, uh, Nickelodeon valuable player, and Mitch Trubisky, of course. It's just, it's just going to be crazy to see where even after this uh, weekend and um, Super Bowl weekend, where the NFL goes from here because we've got the young guns on the AFC and somebody has to replace those uh, old guys in the N- NFC. Yeah, they do. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I can't wait to see what happens. Um Sam, I, I gotta you know take a minute here. I've started watching a new sport. Okay. I, I've, I've you know 2021. I'm gonna figure out a new sport. Started watching the NHL. Okay. That's pretty entertaining, Sam. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched the NHL mm-hmm. that much. I've taken a liking to the NHL. I haven't picked a team yet. I I was told I have to pick a team to follow, but. Mm. I've been having fun watching it so far. I mean, I definitely see the appeal of it. No, no <laughs> freaking pen, no timeouts every five seconds. Oh yeah, that that's the best part is yeah. there's no commercials. I mean, yeah. there's hardly ever any commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've I've taken a little bit of liking to hockey. Never thought I'd be a hockey guy, but I've mm-hmm. taken a liking no, to hockey. No technicals for just stupid stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's it's been fun. Mm-hmm. I I'm kind of enjoying it. I, now, I haven't really watched much college basketball this season. I just haven't you know one had time and, and be wanted to mm-hmm. um i just don't feel like you know we're in the heart of college back it's just weird mm-hmm. you know i'm not i'm used to turning the tv on and seeing duke at cameron indoor stadium with a packed or assembly hall you know that iu purdue game last week sam was very weird to watch with an empty assembly mm-hmm. hall um you, normally it's packed and the students have that you know the newspaper they say boiler down and it's loud and it's fun it was a fun it was an entertaining game to watch really close game but it just didn't feel the same, and and I think you know it feels different watching college basketball without fans. It feels more different and weird doing that than it did or has what been watching the NFL this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I agree. The 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 st- the packed stadiums is what ma- makes college basketball so special, and it's going to be weird seeing just March Madness essentially empty. I think it's what two months away. It's January twentieth. Starts in I think late or, or mid to March eighteenth. March eighteenth. So we're we're less than two months away at this point. I'm I'm ready for it, but it's definitely as you mentioned going to be weird uh, seeing just just uh, stadiums empty. It will. Um, it, it will be interesting because uh, it'll be it'll be weird, you know, like you mentioned. So they did announce uh, the March Madness schedule. So March 18th is the first four. 
uh, the first four games, and then the 19th and 20th are the first round games. 22nd to 23rd is the second round games, um, and then so on and so forth. The uh, so they're going to have games at Mackey and Assembly uh, Assembly Hall. And those games uh, will be the first and second round games. Mm -hmm. So there won't be any Sweet 16 or Elite 8 games there. All of those games, once we get to the Sweet 16, will either be played in the Coliseum, Hinkle Fieldhouse, or Banker's Life, with the Final Four culminating um, at Lucas Oil Stadium in uh, at the end of March, April 3rd? April 3rd or 4th mm -hmm. or 5th. Something, somewhere around there is when the Final Four is. Because they actually had to push back the Indiana High School um, boys basketball uh, tournament. Mm -hmm. So there will be a, a kind of a bye week in between the semi-state and the state finals to um, allow for the games being played at Bankers Life, mm -hmm. and then they'll play the, the finals there after the Final Four. Yeah, I, I, th I think this will be an interesting uh, year. Le I, I'm interested to see if there's more upsets, less upsets. I, I saw a stat that like more away games ha, ha, are being won than home games this year. It's definitely a weird time to be alive. And, yeah, I'll, we'll just have to tune in and watch it. We will. It's going to be fun. Uh, can't wait to get to that, fill out brackets, mm -hmm. all that fun stuff I think is going to be. Uh, definitely, definitely can't wait for that. Sam, you got anything else uh, before we close out close out this podcast here today? Uh, not really. Uh, shout out to Tennessee for being the laughing stock of the internet yesterday. That was uh, interesting to see uh, what what transpired over social media. Yeah, it was. That was uh, interesting to follow. Uh, Sam, we didn't give our locks of the week yet. Let's do that really quick. I'm taking the Bills uh, plus three against the Chiefs. Uh, I think you know, even if the Bills can't win, I think it's going to be a one or two point contest here. Uh, I have the Packers minus three for the Bucks. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is just on a different level than the Bucks are playing this season. Packers just look uh, pretty unstoppable so far. I, I think they can easily cover minus three. I think so too. I think the, the Packers win by seven or ten um, in that game. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to, have to watch this NFC AFC Championship weekend. I, I, I can't do. All right, Sam, thanks so much. Uh, we'll be back next week with another edition. Thanks for tuning in. For Sam Thelman, I'm Grant Covey. Don't forget, Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter is where you can find us. All the latest episodes there. Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we're probably there. Uh, you can catch all of our uh, past episodes there as well. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.